Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up, up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today I'm reviewing a book. Well, not a book. I'm reviewing an audio book. Let me put it this time. I'm reviewing an audio book. Okay. Um, which I actually finished about two weeks ago. Oh, or even more. I'm not sure. But since then, we've done some, I've listened to some, uh, you know, uh, novellas, read some novellas, yes. did some reviews of those, the we science did. fiction book review shorts. Um, and uh, I've got another book, my library, the library app, which I'm not used to this at all when I'm listening to audiobooks. They're like, <laughs> hey, you've only got two days to finish your audiobook. And then it gets returned. And then if I don't finish it in the next two days, I've got to wait months or something until I can get the next, uh, to get the next hold on the it or whatever. Building. Yes. Depending on if other people also want to read it. People do want to read it. it because oh, it's a murderbot okay. book and they're in high demand and yep. like when i put it in it took about two months for it to come through so oh. um so, so you need to, to finish it so i need to finish that um yeah and i've just been a bit distracted we've been doing other stuff juliana's been busy no excuses again this is no set I'm schedule busy no set schedule on the podcast but i do say whenever i finish the book i do the review this time i finished it off a few weeks ago and didn't review but this book is uh, stuck in my mind okay but it's not a book I keep saying what, it's a book. What, 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 is it not, not a book? Well, let me explain. This is called, and I'm, let's go over here to, oh no, I uh, didn't click the sign in button. Going over to Audible here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an audio book and it's actually what's called an Audible exclusive or Audible um, whatever. Yeah, only from Audible. So this okay. is a book which has been published, but it isn't a book. It's only an audio book. You can't, you can't, there's, oh. not a, there's not a readable version of it. Oh, I see. Now what do you mean with an, not a book? I thought, oh, maybe is it an audio play? It's, it is or, well. It's well. A little, no, it's not. It's definitely not an audible audio play. But okay. it is a an audio book which is designed. Oh, it's a it's a it's a piece of storytelling which is designed from the ground up to be an audio experience. Okay. Does that make w- sense? What does what is the what is the difference here? To well, let me explain. Let me explain. This book. is called Isaac Steele and the Forever Man, okay. and it's by Daniel Rigby, who's a British author and actor and uh, stand-up comedian. Okay. And I found out about this book because there's a podcast I listen to called The Com Com Pod, The Comedian's Comedian Podcast. And it's interviews with, you know, mostly British comedians, stand-up comedians, you know, other people, you know, comedy actors, musical mm-hmm. comedians, other kind of comedians, but mostly stand-up com- comedians. And it's done by a comedian. And it's done by a comedian, Stuart yeah. Goldsmith. And uh, I mean, he he also interviews, you know, Americans and mm. Germans and Australian, you know, like, uh, but it's, he's based in the UK. So it's a lot of UK based people. Okay. And, uh, and he had an interview with the, And he had an interview with, with Daniel Rigby. Okay. About this book. And he was saying, Oh, it's really, really good. You should listen to it. So what I did is I did the thing that I normally do when it comes to, you know, people talking about stuff. I, I stop I stopped listening to the podcast in this case. <laughs> oh, and I okay. uh, in fact in this case I skipped over the talk about the book. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want too much to, to be give, given away. But you were it. immediately interested in maybe then listening yeah, to it? Because the guy sounded interesting. Okay. The things that he said at the start about the book, like what he was talking about the book, like caught my caught my attention. And again, it's sort of like I knew it was an audible exclusive. I could just put it there into my library and get to it when I wanted to. Okay. And I was, uh, you know, because it's a free, didn't spend a credit on it. Or oh, whatever. it's 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 free. It's, it's yeah, yeah. not it, like it, you don't have to spend then one credit. No, it's it's part of the Audible free library, Audible exclusive. So apparently, Audible comes. I, the thing is, okay. after I finished the book, I went back and listened to the rest of the podcast episode. Yes. And yeah, it's exactly the kind of thing they were like hey we're looking for somebody um 
or you know he's he's done various writing to be honest i now listened to this podcast two weeks ago so i don't remember it fully but he's done various writing and his agent said look audible are looking for people who have got like some ideas and he's like oh i've had this idea for a story this thing for for a long time and he kind of you know, they said, okay, we're interested to see what you've got. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book, showed it to them, and we're like, mm, not quite that. So then he rewrote the book and <laughs> was like, how about this? And they're like, all right, that's good. Okay. That's good to go. That's good enough. But he also <laughs> was a bit annoyed that, like, this is doing well on Audible and people are enjoying it. You know, it's very highly rated. Let me have a look at it here on uh, on Goodreads. What is it on Goodreads? Like a 4.21 rating oh, on, you know, pretty, pretty good yeah. for, for a first novel. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it is like just like the people who are self selecting into this are people yeah. like, oh, I'm looking for There's a, no a way free audio. Yeah. look at this and think oh this sounds interesting yeah the people who are reviewing it are people who are like you know like have listened to the audiobook and it is good like it is a good it is a good audiobook experience but it and he was saying it's a bit weird now that because it's there other publishers aren't like interested they're not biting on it they're like no, no look it's going really good it's got this great reaction no, no, no. and then print version no nobody seems to maybe it is going to come out soon but yeah it's it's pretty much only uh, it's only as an audiobook now but there's a few other books that I've had like this you remember we did um, Solaris and yeah. all Audible um, did a, like, they asked for, they they got a new translation directly from Mm. the original Polish, maybe? Because the the one that was translated into English was actually translated from the French translation of the, Um, whatever. And so for a while, the only way to get that new translation of Solaris um, was was via Audible. And there's a few other books as right. well that I've listened to which come out as Audible exclusives and, you you know, the only version is the audio version. Now, here's the thing. Um, when you go into a book knowing, when you start, when you have a book which you know is going to be an audi- Audible experience mm-hmm. um, or an audio experience, yeah. um, when, like, the, the reading and the pacing can be set up that you're like, all right, and then we'll have some dramatic music at the end of the chapter and there'll be a cliffhanger and mm-hmm. we'll pause for a while that's what that's okay now there's another book which i i started reading uh, as an audiobook mm-hmm. started listening to as an audiobook which is called the city we became by nk jemison and yes. you know that was terrible because the performers started doing screamy new york annoying person <laughs> yeah and then when there was tensioning rising at one point or when there was something spooky happening spooky music and spooky sound ah, effects started playing okay. and done again it's not that i don't want any book with any sound effects at all because mm-hmm. it turns out that like that's okay if it's done in a way which complements the action. Yeah. So if you say he slapped him around the face and then there's a slap like that, <laughs> you know, that can that can pay as a little bit of um what can you say, like an exclamation mark. It's a bit of yeah. punctuation. Yeah. You can make it be punctuational. Or if you say what's happening and then that sound comes in, yeah. you're being led by the writing and the reading and then the sound effects are there to kind of back up the vibe or back up the action in or back up how the, severe this how severe is, something yeah. is. It's like an mm-hmm. emoji that comes after what you say, smiley <laughs> yeah. face, you know. Yeah. You can do that. And that's that again, that's what you that's what I want with audiobook performance when people do the narration or yeah. the, the audio like when they do the reading. I want the I want the 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 reader to first of all convey what's in the text mm-hmm. fully, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, if they sprinkle in like an accent to make it easier for me to tell the voices apart, that's a bonus. If they put in a little bit of performance just to bring like they know what's coming up later in the sentence, like yeah. they can see the exclamation mark at the end of the sentence, so they can prepare. They can prepare that yeah. and put it in there. Mm-hmm. What, what I don't like is when people completely overact and think that everything has to be at level 11. And, yeah. and that's the difference. Like 
in the city we became, the audiobook, like someone was like, yes. And then I was walking down the street and I, and I saw something out the corner of my eye. And already at that point, when the text is saying that I was walking down the street, there was already spooky music playing and spooky sound effects playing. Oh, okay. Do you understand well, yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that gives it away. Yeah, it, it, it gives it, it gives away. The, the, the situation is already tinted. Yes. And, the, and you are not deciding about the, t- yeah, or the author, the with, author the, with the words. Yes, the author yeah. isn't deciding that. Yeah. It's a it's an audiobook production issue mm. when the when the performance and the you know production what am I trying to say yeah, like the, the music the, like the mu- any the music s- stuff sound comes effects in. this is often what happens at the end of an audiobook like I'm listening to it and I'm getting there and I don't know I mean I haven't looked at the time of the audiobook like <laughs> you don't know when it ends we don't know I don't know when it ends I know yeah. it's probably soon because I yeah. like I saw oh there's an hour and a half left of the audiobook when I put it on yeah. and then I'm listening for a while and then someone will start saying like a sentence will start and some music will creep in mm. the, in the background and I'm like <laughs> Oh, oh, we're on the last funny. page, you know, and then like five sentences later, the book wraps up and then yeah. it's like, you have been listening to <laughs> something, something, something by something, something produced by something, you know, yeah. and it's like getting to the last page of a book. You know, you turn the page and you realize, oh, there's only text on the top half of yes. this page. And then there's a blank page at the bottom. And then the next page you can also see is blank because there's yeah. not there's not a new chapter beginning over on mm-hmm. the other page. You're like, oh, this is the end of the book. Yeah. And that's what that music coming in is like an audio version of that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely. Here's the thing, though. With this one, it's designed from the ground up to be an audio production, and it's read by Daniel Rigby, the performer. Like he, the, oh, he, the, 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 the author. The author does the reading. He's also a stand-up comedian. Oh, okay. And is good. And he wrote all the jokes in this book. Does it work? Yeah, it works really well. I I think he's probably. I'm just going to come off and say it. He's probably a better actor and comedian than he is an audiobook narrator. <laughs> but he yeah. does a really good job of like bringing the characters and because he's a performer mm. and there's a lot of jokes in this it's a com- comedy book which i'll mm. get onto in a minute his performance of it works really well because at some point you're like oh i can see someone on stage like delivering mm. this line okay i can see someone delivering this joke yeah you know what i mean okay like it the the, the comedy yeah is... because he wrote it and he knows yeah. what the emphasis where it needs to go yeah. and what the thing is so he it, he doesn't need to put it in in writing so so that a, an external yeah. person who doesn't is not in his head doesn't know. Yeah. So, but he, this is why he can do that so well. Also, this book is in the is in a tradition of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Because it is British science fiction um, humor. Humor, humor, like it's a comedy, Ab- absurd yeah, humor. <laughs> yeah, absurd cu- humor in the far future. Although Hitchhiker's Guide isn't that, but you know, there's lots of aliens around and space travel and yeah. weird stuff happening, yeah. and it's very British humor. So yeah. when you start this, you're like, you can't get around. Ah, oh, this is this is influenced by Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm. which began as a radio series. Mm. Like the, okay. the the book was an adaptation of the first part. Part of the uh, of there was like six episodes of a of a radio uh, series yeah. drama play comedy yeah. drama play, and then they were like, "All oh, right, and now we're going to continue on with this as a as a book." And then it was like continuously up to uh, ad- adapted into radio, and the books were written, and then there was movies made, and there was yeah. TV show made, and yeah, then yeah, there was yeah. more books written, and then there was a and a movie made, and then you know, um, and then there was the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but also then there was other books written by other people. Oh really? Yeah. So like a fan fiction kind no, of. No, not fan fiction. Like the estate or the publisher is like turned to it. Like we we're gonna get somebody else mm. who can write 
in, you know, in in the in the same style, put that book out. And the only reason that they write new books is just to have Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in people's mind keeping again. it yeah. up to date yeah. <laughs> keeping keeping it refreshed in people's minds so they go oh there's a new hitchhiker's guide you know what i really want to listen to the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or like read it again and yeah. so you know every time that they put out every time that they put out a new book um not written by oh what's the name of the author yeah, yeah i'm thinking adam no Ad- adam no Oh man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, why can't I? Why can't I? Think I never, of the, I never remember his Douglas name. Adams. That's Douglas it. Adams. I had Adam in my. Why I, yeah, I had Adam? Something not, like that. I was like Adam. Someone no Douglas Adams. So like like someone who can write like that. You're like all right, put out a, a new book in that universe, and yeah. then every time they do that, the the original book like goes spikes. up. Yeah, it spikes in sales every time. <laughs> so that's all that you know. That's what they're doing. There. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So, but Again. this is science fiction. Yes. Yeah, so Daniel's still in, okay. So I've talked a bit about the writing of it and the yeah. production of it and yeah. things. So let's actually get into what it's about. I'm going to bring up my notes here. So this is set in the far future. In fact, uh, two thousand eight hundred and forty-two. Oh yeah, very far. So yeah, if many, we make it that far, eight hundred <laughs> years in the future. I just looked at some other people's reviews to get like the dates of this. Yeah. So this is set after World War Six, but we don't know. We don't know actually what happened in World War uh, Three, two, no, five. no, one, two, three, or four, because World War Five was so bad that <laughs> it kind of wiped the slate clean, and nobody's actually quite sure what happened before. Okay. Now I'm saying stuff which isn't revealed at the very start. You start and you don't know where you are. You're just sort of like, oh, it's in the future. So time and this is revealed all of the world building is revealed as needed mm. like as we go through as isaac Steele, who is our main character yeah um arrives in a different situation and goes oh yeah this has been like this since world war five and we don't know what's <laughs> happening so what i'm talking about now the world building isn't all set it, it's not all in the first few chapters it's, sprinkled. it's revealed and that is actually a great way of doing it mm. because as you go through you're like oh it's a bit like now oh no it's not like now it's more weird and then you go through another one you're like oh it's actually more weird than i think and you keep going on and by the the end of the book you're like this is way more weird but the people in the book didn't they but, haven't been talking about how weird it is because for because them they don't know yeah for them it's not so the book is um uh, set in um greatest britain now greatest britain is uh the what the, the civilization the human the human controlled civilization that spreads across many different planets okay. like a big chunk of the galaxy is so is greatest to, uh, britain to going in, on an empire yeah yeah it's like it's that the greatest british colonized the, the places greatest again. british empire mm-hmm. and um they go what is it like uh so it's and it's ruled by its majesty its royal majesty of greatest britain <laughs> it's not quite sure um okay and they go to um the capital guess what the capital of greatest britain is Greatest London? No, Mega Paris. Again, there's, it's what? fun. Yeah, Mega I know. But Paris. it's this fun thing okay. when they talk about, okay. they talk about, oh, the, the capital. Let's go back to the capital. Mega Paris. And you're like, eh, there's actually a disconnect here what? where the people who have set up Greatest Britain have, you know, but it's like the like okay. the Holy Roman Empire. What was the capital of the Holy Roman Empire? Like, Arken or where yeah, was it? Yeah, you know, like, like Trier. No, yeah, when, yeah when, Trier. You know, something... no, no, Trier is no, no, a, is a no, different thing. Different... But you know, you just go, oh no, this is called the Holy Roman Empire. But it's, you know, it's the it's the joke. It's not holy. It's not Roman, and it's not an empire. You yeah. know, and that's what Greatest Britain is. You're like, oh, it's like you can play off all the stuff. And they go to different places. There's Bigminster, um, which is <laughs> Bigminster, which is like Westminster, but and it's like big. The, the, yes, I get all the and there's lots of Orwellian stuff. So there's the um, Ministry of Fairness, the Ministry of <laughs> Passive Aggressiveness. <laughs> That's good. I like the, that. The Department of Clarification. You know, all these very Orwellian, and it is very Orwellian, but yeah. it's like Orwellian through the lens of dumb, you know, absurd comedy. Absurd comedy. Yeah. Um, also, 
all, all the technology, there's these remnant technologies which people don't understand. I mean, there's technologies that people do understand that are being used at the mm. time, but it's like, oh, there's definitely stuff that we don't understand developed by humans. Um, so there's Glass Plus. You know, you always need... Um, uh, science fiction always needs a, a, a substance or a metal or... Um, what is it? Um, uh, plasma metal. Material. Or, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a material that you can yeah. build things which are on like big super science fiction scales which are impervious to radiation and can yeah. survive this and can survive that and somehow um, seems to defy physics yes. so in this case it's glass plus you okay. know was everything it, is plus great was and it like transparent mega. aluminium you know um glass steel no is it plas steel you know plas plas steel i think is a is a classic one where you're like oh <laughs> it's like steel but plastics you can form it but then it's really really hard you know um <laughs> yeah. So that's the kind of thing. And you have lots of things which sound like they should be like guns, but they're called bang bangs. And there's another Aww. thing called a cabbage weapon. And I'm like, cabbage weapon? Is that like a grenade? But it's never explained. It's just they're just referred to by their proper names, like bang bangs and cla- cabbage weapons. Um, lots oh, of different okay. alien species. They go to the planet of... Oh, lots of things are named after like British things so mm. they go to um wensleydale planet and you're like oh, okay wensleydale really? yeah really? Wensleydale. but again it's it, it's you see it and you're like oh is this like british jingoism or is it like you say oh we're gonna re-establish and just completely like cargo culting mis mm-hmm. misinterpreting actually where the names come from and what you're actually referencing yeah. so basically also my observation here if you don't know the uk well you are going to miss quite a yes. few there, this is jokes. very british humor based yeah. on very british references yes. that but again it's fine because this is it were it were i think it would work but there are, there's a lot of easter eggs sprinkled there if you're like ah oh, i really like british political satire yeah i really like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. i very much enjoy red dwarf you're like, I like okay cheese. this is yeah this 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 book this book is is for you and mm-hmm. again that book's for me because you're like like and you tick all the boxes yeah, i do i mean i've not like seen all of, of red dwarf yeah, but, but when most i was of the boxes but when i was a kid i didn't have a television but like at school everyone was talking about red dwarf and then when you actually you know, get it and finally catch up with it, you're like this is the best thing ever it's science fiction and it's funny and it's dumb and it's really clever at the same time and, and now you look back at it and say <laughs> no there are no. some again it's very dated television yeah. but what the the writing and like the like the science fiction ideas that are yeah. in red dwarf to this day are still some really good fun science fiction ideas because they didn't have to be consistent like no. e- like in star trek every episode you can invent a new technology <laughs> yeah. introduce it see how it works and then be like and, and we're it. flying to onto the next planet or and we just yeah. leave and you're like wait that was like world breaking world changing technology and you're just gonna like leave it behind it's like oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah a, we're episode. anthropologists we don't take stuff yeah we don't take stuff. we're not going to use that like uh, in what well, i think in one of the star treks was like oh you know what we can do we can use the transport technology to heal people we'll just like transfer them but and then just not include what and you're like oh so you've just made an immortality machine and then like next episode they're like la 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 and you're like wait you can fly don't, around don't, the sun you and turn, you can fly around the sun and the earth and the and time goes backwards or whatever you know uh, you know no it's fly through the sun crazy, i can't remember what crazy, it is you know crazy things and oh no that might be talking about superman either way in all these things they they come up with like world-breaking technologies it's episodic move on it doesn't matter yeah um so that's all good stuff uh yeah the aliens there's lots of different aliens like when they go to wensleydale planet they meet these aliens and the aliens are like oh yeah and it's very and they and they're talking about the eyebrows all the time and eyebrows this eyebrows that and why are you doing this and then daniel Steele says look you just gotta 
you got to believe it's like we just don't take our eyebrows as seriously as you and they're like oh okay so you didn't mean offense you know and it's just this thing that oh it's an eye eyebrow based communication <laughs> society or whatever and it's just talking it's just mentioned in a few lines and it just i don't know i was really impressed by the efficiency of the world building through actually how much is on the how much uh, is is on the page i was gonna say how much is actually told to me by the audiobook narrator and so it, it, it does sound to me like this is happening in like these episodic plays like he goes from place to place yes, it is and i think that's actually one of my criticisms of the book mm. is that it is well i'm not really sure if it's a criticism but it doesn't really fit like this well it does fit what am i even trying to say this book is a uh, like uh. it could be like the the noir kind of like oh here's our guy and he's the investigator he works for the department of clarification so it was a bit weird listening to this just after um the uh, the fire in the sun the morid ardran book yeah uh, which is a guy who is in a place and he's trying to solve a mystery and he goes it's like hard-boiled kind of thing <laughs> yeah. goes from place to place you know beats people up almost dies gets through some scrapes but slowly reveals this mystery yeah you know and that's what this is um, so it is a lot. Now we go to this planet and do this. And now we go over here and yeah. do that. And now we go over here and do this. And yeah. some points, like right near the end of the book, they're going somewhere new and meeting new people. And I'm like, no, this is the Too point many when we don't, we shouldn't be meeting new people now. We should be moving, like we should be, like go to a new location or return to a previous location. But like, it's sometimes a bit much at the end of the book where I'm like, ah, yes, you want to have this fun story about this civilization or these aliens yeah. and this is how they live. But now we should be like ramping up to the end. I think this is a, a also a clever writing technique. So if you, you, you have a, a storyline or an idea or something and you just want to spice it up, yeah, you just go all to different places and yeah. then by nature it becomes more interesting and like, yeah, you know, the, these kind of, um, you're diversifying yeah. your story. Yeah, it is. It's like... Now look over here and yeah. you're like, oh great, new things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the issue is, I think the story of this book is actually stronger than the pacing. Like the the the, the pacing didn't need to be this way. Mm. I think if they'd have just pushed forward with the story, mm. it would have been there would have been and there's enough there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now thinking back like two, three weeks since I listened to this, there's lots of, I think there's actually re lots of really interesting threads, mm. some of which pay off in the end and some of which are kind of left Just as a, left. <laughs> yeah, left as a hangover. You're like, oh, I thought that was going to be the thing at the yeah. end. Yeah. But actually that was like this, not a red herring, but this other thing. <laughs> you're like, oh. The book starts off in media res with, with Daniel Steele. No, no Isaac Daniel. Steele. Daniel, <laughs> who's it written? You're, you're, who's you're this? mixing up Daniel, okay, Daniel Rigby. Rigby and Isaac Steele. Yeah. So Isaac Steele, who is our main guy, he, he's a main investigator, works yeah. for the Department of Clarification. Yeah. And um, and there's also a Department of Never You Mind, and that's the secret. That's the secret <laughs> uh, agency where like it's the Department of Never You Mind. So like, what do you do here? Never You Mind. <laughs> Who are you? Never You Mind. So so they st yeah. he st starts off, and he's got his um his uh, his uh, Doctor Timothy Stevens, who mm -hmm. is his robot um sidekick, mm -hmm. and. Uh, his partner, you know, mm -hmm. his, I was going to say partner in crime, but they're not, they're not the criminals. And it starts off with them defeating the big bad, like obviously some, you know, like the villain, yeah, the, and big villain, and they defeat him, and they're like, yes, we defeated him. And then they're like, ten years later, and they're like, wait, weren't you the guys who defeated him? And they're like, yeah, and like, mm, what are you doing, still working for the Department of Clarification? Should you what be are you moving doing now? Yeah, what are you doing now, ten years later? And you're like, ah, right, this this sets it really well. And so it's about. It's about Isaac Steele, and then he has got this special... He's got one superpower that nobody else has. <gasps> what is it? 
in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to get around the fact that all this all these aliens talking to each other. Yeah. And like, why could they? Why could they? How could they um, ever? Uh, how could they ever understand each other? The babblefish. The babblefish or the babelfish. The babblefish. You put it in the ear and now you can understand everybody. And the yes. same in Star Trek, you've got the universal translator. Yeah. You know, it's very handy That's that everybody like the, can talk to each other. That's like the universal superpower. Yeah, it's universal What would it be like if you live in this this universe where, you know, there's hundreds of different aliens and mm. they're all under one empire and they'll do it. But there's only one person who, who has a universal translator in their head. They shouldn't let people know about that? Well, no, they do let somebody... He's sent in to, like, to sort stuff out. And he's so like... he becomes uh, the super diplomat. He... Yeah, but he's really bad at it because he's a really caustic personality. A what? Caustic, like, but like, caustic means like acidic. Like, you know, you spill oh. something and you burn through stuff. He's not a nice guy. Oh, he's no. actually quite unpleasant a lot of the time. In a, you ah, know, so in, the wrong person with the right gift. Yeah, um, which is partly because he's partly that way because he's got this gift, and it's okay. and it's this experiment. Oh, I said there's some technology left over from the previous human civilization. Mm. There's also some weird alien technology out there mm. which isn't really understood, and you're never quite sure if the technology is alien, leftover alien technology or leftover human technology. Okay, and his power is leftover alien technology that's kind of been implanted into him like before his birth okay but he's the only like he like, was an experiment he was an experiment and so 50 children died and he survived <laughs> and okay. that is that kind of thing so he's grown up with many issues <laughs> yeah as it a, sounds a, like you would grow up and be a bit uh caustic not sarcastic but uh, uh what's the other word abrasive uh, no um cynical cynical yes so he's very cynical yeah he's very abrasive mm. he's uh, and also very funny which is very helpful okay. and yeah and so it's him um getting to the bottom of the forever man and who is the forever man and it's again okay. does he have a sidekick is, it who, by him, is he traveling no, no, by himself? He has various sidekicks. Timothy Steele. Dr. Timothy Steele is his, his robot partner. Okay. I don't want to get too much into this, but there's this great sub subplots of robots. There's that In the past, there has been robot uprisings, mm -hmm. and now robots are kind of like the second-class citizens. <laughs> oh, um, no. And, yeah, and they have to recycle themselves, and there's not new robots being created and things. So. Yeah, we know about this. We, we talked about uh, recycling robots. Yeah, recycling robots and stuff. And, again, I don't want to give too much away, but their relationship is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I, liked, I liked how it was playing out there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, partway through the book that he gets a he gets a, a new uh, Timothy Steele has taken off the case and he gets a new partner who's an alien Timothy who, no uh, Isaac Isaac Steele <laughs> Isaac Steele gets a new partner yeah. and then Timothy is back 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 at base sending him messages and doing Aww. research and stuff and help. oh he's he's, he's the, the person behind the guy it. in the chair or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets a new partner and yeah. then there's some you know some other alien interaction stuff going on there too Sounds fun. and there's stuff with religion and alien religions and humans practicing alien religions and all <laughs> okay. the bot uprising and and lo loads of stuff you know this sounds like how long is this book it's not that long and that's what i'm saying let's have a look here it's it sounds uh, too much seven stuff. hours seven hours and 22 minutes it sounds like i'm talking about and like an epic like peter f hamilton yeah. book which lasts 40 yeah, hours yeah, that's yeah, what i'm saying there the is scale. so much in here okay. and it's 
like the the descriptions like the what i'm saying about it is actually i'm clarifying it more than it's in the book some of this okay. stuff like by explaining this okay like i'm saying oh there's a planet where you know it's an eyebrow based thing that's not explained you just have to pick it up by him saying oh we don't take our eyebrows as seriously as you do and then they move on and and that like i'm saying that conjures in your mind mm. that the planet of wensleydale is a, is an eyebrow based <laughs> thing and he's he's the only human who can communicate them so he they're like really surprised like oh you speak our language which is really great and then yeah. but he he also has to say like oh, i'm speaking your language but it doesn't mean that like i you, you, i understand uh, i understand cultural, everything about you yeah. i have to tell you that i don't understand everything so but, but, but again that the that's advantage me that he explaining can, that but that's his advantage that he can tell yes. them he can tell them that look yeah. i i speak your language but i don't speak your idioms yeah so i got to i'm coming to the end of my notes now okay and i'm just gonna like i say this is a comedy book there's no way that i can tell the jokes no nope. but again T- talking about world building in a way which is uh, uh, which which works, which I don't. Then you 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 listen to somebody say a line, mm-hmm. and you don't need to know anything more about it mm-hmm. yeah. except that this is now what exists in this world. And I wrote down this line, and then I listened to the rest of the the podcast uh, about it with the the thing. With the comedian, and Stuart comedian. Goldsmith, who was yeah. d- doing the interview with Daniel Rigby, said, "Oh, I had to write down this line because it like wrapped up everything. And every time it was said, I was like giggling." And he says, "And this is Daniel Steele. No, not Daniel Steele. This Isaac is Isaac Steele. Steele. This is Isaac." Is Daniel Steele like an author? I think that's what it is. I think Daniel Steele is like some. I have is, no idea why you come up with Daniel. No, I think Daniel Steele is an author, like a like a, a romance. What's the author. author's name again? Daniel Rigby. Okay, and so the main this is guy why, is Isaac this is Steele. Why you mix it I up. know, but I think I think also Daniel Steele is a is a like a romance could, writer. Could or something. Anyway, anyway, so Isaac Steele. Isaac Steele says, um, "I needed a closer look. Make my big." No, he says, "Make my eye go big." I said, and my eye went big. <laughs> And you're like, oh, and then you can just see better. And you're like, oh, and he, he says it a few times. You're like, oh, he's got like a prosthetic eye where he says, make my make my big eye go big. I said, and my eye went big. And you're like, oh, and that's it. And now he can see better. And okay. but he, he says it numerous times. And there's a spe- there's a sound effect that comes in. That he says, make my make my eye go big. I said, and my big eye went big. <laughs> And and it becomes like this like this mantra that he says like oh he's like saying hey Siri what time is oh like hey yeah. Siri play this bit of music yeah and you just say that and he says um make my big eye go big and I I said and my eye went big yeah and he says it feels uh, a bit like one of those James Bond kind of things like where yeah. you where he gets all these a gadget, little gadget, yeah. a gadget, a gadget and then uh, instead of pressing a button yeah he has to say a little thing and now i'm thinking what is a big eye what does it mean to for the big eye to go big what powers does it have how much how and big is the what how, it, how much bigger is I the don't big know. eye in comparison it, it doesn't to say how eye. big his eye was in the start it doesn't say is his is big eye an eye that turns big or is it is it like a radar it, that comes off is it like a spectacle is it i you know you don't know because he just says make my big eye go big i said and my eye went big and he says that like seven or eight times through the book and every time he says it like this i just like grin in this way because it's 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 just a really clever it's a really clever <laughs> you, bit of world building you definitely and technology. have to come up with all the how things look and look no you don't in your, it's an in your head you yes know, but you but because it is an audiobook yeah um, yes, it, it happens way more, I think. And that's how all of this stuff can be in a seven, a seven and a half hour audio book. Yeah. And it seemed to encompass all of the stuff that could be in like five other science fiction books. Because again, <laughs> and this is why I keep saying this about books like this and other first novels where somebody is like, how many different science fiction <laughs> ideas have I got in my head? All they of them. are 
all going in here. Yeah. And sometimes that leads to like the two like the lightning books, mm. which is um by Ada Palmer. You couldn't yeah. read and a like forty hour long audio book. Sometimes mm. it leads to that. Sometimes it leads to a seven and a half hour audio book, which seems to have forty hours of world building in there and, <laughs> yeah. and characters and comedy and stuff yeah. like that. But then is the going along after yeah. a book like this, continuing yeah. must be then also hard. Well again If it was in this same thing, it would have to like it. There's a lot of comedy in this book, yeah. which means that you can keep playing in that comedy space. I yeah. think you could probably re revisit places. Yeah. And then... another line when he says, "I think uh, uh, this is where he says, come out with your hands, paws, or tentacles where I can see them.'" <laughs> and he just says that to a room of people, and everyone comes out with their hands. And you go, "Ah, oh, right. You don't need to do like in audio or in a, in a book. You don't need to do the you know the Star Trek cantina, like the Mos Eisley cantina scene, yeah. where you're like, and here's an and here's an alien with a weird." Yeah. Here's, and here's an alien. a blue one yeah, with, a, a, with, a, with a trunk you don't see it you just no. say come out with your hands paws or tentacles where i can see them and you just move on with the book you know um <laughs> it makes it clear very clear yeah and then like they need to get between different planets and stuff and it just says oh and we went into the machine and we exploded and shrank at the same time and became streaks of light take that reality you piece of shit And then they're on the next planet. I'm like, oh, great. We Good. exploded and shrank at the same time and became streaks of light. Take that reality, you piece of shit. Okay. And they land I on the next totally planet. totally see what happened. They shrunk and they... You don't need to expand. You don't need to explain it. The best part about science fiction is where stuff happens. You're like, all right, yeah, you go like warp, warp 11. And like the more you get into what warp 11 yeah. means, the less interesting it becomes. Yes, because you know, it's difficult to explain this. Yeah, like when when uh, in Star Trek, in the you know in the first Star Trek, and you hope they get into the the first time that you see anyone Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah, because I've been talking about Star mm -hmm. Trek. You get into Star Wars, you get into the the um, uh, you know what is it the the Millennium Falcon side, yeah. and you go zoom, and the stars go, zoom. you know the stars go. Yeah. Zoom. everybody understand. They and you're are like, now oh, in... the stars went into streaks. Yeah, and then. Later on, they're like, ah, okay, well, you can you can jump into a field, but you can't jump out. You can't go here. And then the later movies, they're like, oh, when he says, come on, girl, we now even know the history. I'm talking about the solo movie. We yeah. know the history of the computer, the droid, the droid mm -hmm. that was, their brain was broken. They loaded, loaded her into the computer. No, yeah. we even know they, and it becomes less and less interesting. And the world building becomes yeah. less delightful yeah. and less fun to live in a world. Because sometimes you, you like the... Uh, the the science fiction mystery around it you well, don't no. need to know all the background no, the stuff you can know the background stuff i don't know what's going on under the hood of my car i what, go in and press a button and it works but what you actually need for science fiction to be interesting and delightful and the stories to make sense and for it be satisfying is for it just to be consistent it doesn't, mm. you don't need to know how it works yeah. you just need consistency and time and time again jj abrams seems to get hold of star wars and star treks and just breaks the consistency you mm. know like he goes oh now in this movie we can just you know we can like beam me down you know it's okay you can beam someone from The, the 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 spaceship down to the planet surface yeah but you kind of need to be in orbit already like the line of sight in yeah, orbit yeah. whatever you know you got you, it doesn't need to be explained you kind of just need to know There's like certain, oh, rules. certain rules to beam down to the planet's surface you need a ship to get there and then you've got to beam down there and then like the, the these latest movies come out there and they're like beaming from like one solar system to another and you're like wait so you can beam like why do we need spaceships anymore we can just beam from this planet to this planet and you're like yeah. oh okay oh, well, we have that, to live somewhere <laughs> yeah and you realize that of course 
course, the beaming the beam me up, Scotty, was was a budgetary thing. They're like, yeah. we can't afford to keep showing uh, spaceships landing on planets and taking <laughs> off again, so we'll just do this shimmery fade thing, and <laughs> they would just clever. fade them, and you're like, oh, it was a it was a TV budget thing. But again, just that consistency and that. that and that's that's what this is in this book. You're yeah. like, oh right, you travel between planets yeah. by and, by and, take that reality, you piece of shit. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh good, we've done it. <laughs> and also, uh, people are good enough in just accepting that certain things are just like that in, within a story. No, within the society. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. With in the story. Oh, the characters in the story accept yes. that, and we yeah. accept that then too. Yeah. Totally, totally happy. So those are all my notes. Okay. I'm gonna rate this book. Four Rated. stars. Four stars. Okay. Because it's had, very good. You had fun I with had it. a lot of fun. Mm. I was laughing throughout. Uh, I would give it more, but here's the thing. Well, no, I was going to say it's a bit short. I don't think it is a bit short because there's so much in here. Mm. Um, why don't I give this book five stars or four and a half stars? I don't know. I think it's just a. I think it's just a pacing thing. Yeah. And like it, it, it is very concentrating on the 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 comedy. Maybe I just give it four and a half. Like, why aren't I giving this four and a half? Well, I guess it's just based on my own enjoyment. This is a four star book. Yeah, it totally. Uh, maybe, can... maybe I enjoyed it more than that. But I want to give it a slightly lower rating because it is kind of a specific British humour. Like, uh, if you want something which is aiming for, which is like all of the satire, like all of the British satire in um, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. is all like. 70s 80s stuff whatever yeah. this is very this is post brexit yeah it feels British very much satire. Brexit, yeah. brexit influenced just from the few things you told me yeah and you can see but then but then the main character is like 2020 it's it feels like like the, the cynicism of somebody writing this book during the pandemic or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know it feels like a very 2022 kind of like main character yeah yeah and it was interesting listening to the listening to the podcast about it. That first draft, um, they like the the editor came back and was like, "What are your politics?" <laughs> because the main character was like so so rough and so like it, I wouldn't say edgy, but or extreme or anything like that. Yeah. But like like way closer to the edge, and they're like, oh, "Maybe turn it." Commenting out. too much on yeah. politics. Well, no, that's the thing. Like if you. If you're in a world where somebody is working, if you're in 1984, if you're in Eurasia, or is it, no, Oceania. If yeah. you're in Oceania and you're in Airstrip 51, mm. like in, in London, and you work for the Ministry of Truth yeah. and you're on that side, you know, like you're, you're, you're part of the machine. You're yeah, part yeah, of yeah. the, you're, you're not part of the 90% proletariat. You're no, up you're, there. No, you're behind everything that's being told. You're, you're, you're working for the man. Mm. Like if that's you and you're proud of that mm. like oh so you work as a, you're working for the department of clarification you're the one like finding things out and like ah oh, so the robots are the down like the robots are the pros and the downtrodden but you're like just killing them because they're not real human you know there's these there's these ways of of like just here's the thing spending time with isaac Steele is fun it's interesting it's funny but it's not always pleasant yeah but it's always unpleasant in a kind of like oh i'm being poked at me <laughs> in, a, in a way which is it, i don't know it, it's deft and it's subtle <laughs> but 
like it's sometimes when you know you see these like comedians and i got coming back to comedians where someone will be like oh yeah i'm just playing a character and yep. what's your character my character's an asshole right wing like twerp who's wanting to be provocative mm. and stuff yeah. and then after two years of that you're like no that's just you yeah you're just this like you're just yeah. an asshole yeah. right wing provocateur and you're who, you're you're masking it up behind yeah. this and now you're and now you character. like oh i'm just mm. asking questions and all that i mean i don't need to say the names that people can see this kind of stuff these people you know you're like oh you're just being provocative and just asking there's actually a a really great um uh, sketch by um oh i can't remember the name of him anyway some comedian who was talking about like he does this he does an impression of these these comedians like i'm just asking questions i'm just challenging the system i'm just asking questions i'm just i'm just doing that and stuff like this i'm just being the one who's you know asking the question like and he does this whole thing and it's sort of like yeah and why are you doing that about trans people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if there's people I, who I don't need to be asked i know um, I, I, I lost to know uh lancaster no yeah yeah Ancaster. acaster acaster dave acaster no not no, dave uh, he was he, you know you know him from acaster. i know him yeah. from james uh, acaster yeah, yeah. yeah. i actually ta- i actually talked about one of his books um on on the reading envy podcast because yeah. i i read his say autobiography but one of his comedy books yeah his classic scrapes book you know so he does this thing and it's sort of like oh yeah because we're comfortable laughing at trans people um but not uh but not at ricky gervais he says and sort of like mm. people always go no no he says uh, and no he named he names the comedian he's taking the bit like he's ridiculing um ricky gervais and he says oh and that's funny nobody laughs no, nobody's comfortable laughing at when i say ricky gervais we're comfortable laughing at trans people but we're not comfortable laughing at um, a multi-millionaire successful ricky gervais as i'm like oh, funny. and then the, the the clip end or whatever yeah. the, that part but the of the little show clip is, is, uh, you've is seen good. you've seen the clip seen it, and it's yeah. like that so here's the thing like in in this book yeah i'm it's always on the edge and i understand why the editor came back and said oh you've got to tone this down because like what are like what kind of person are we here as the book goes on it's revealed that this that that uh, isaac Steele like is more complex and there is lots of history and you when you find out about his history and you find out about his relationships with other people you're like oh you can see where this is coming from mm-hmm. and it's again it's deft it's clever but it's it, it's not always not always the most pleasant thing but do you want every hero of a book to be the the most pleasant person always the best person Chinese. always the best person do you want it to be or is it mary sue um kind of thing you know the expression to be writer mary sue like someone who's perfect in every way yeah. an author insert you know yeah. sort of like oh if i was this person i would be amazing like wouldn't it be isn't it interesting to read a book about somebody who is i don't know obviously the most qualified person in the world the to be an astronaut the, yeah uh, i'm going right to the calculating stars which i said i would never do i said don't uh, ever okay but a book like that where you're like oh the most perfect person who's the nicest person the most friendly person and is the book is like a warm hug and you're like you know sometimes you don't want a book to be like a warm hug sometimes you actually like having an abrasive main character who is very funny and is entertaining and is exploring an interesting story sometimes that's what you want and need but also sometimes no, you some- want a warm hug yeah i'm not saying that sometimes what you want and need sometimes the abrasiveness of the main character and the situations that they're in and how they deal with it can tone down my enjoyment of a book yeah. from four and a half stars to four stars. Yeah. And the and the other half a star was some pacing issues and you're like, okay, let's move on with it, you know. Okay, um, four stars. Four star book. 
That's good. It's not for I. I don't think this book would be for everyone. And again, it's not for everyone because you have to have an Audible subscription to, yes. to listen to and it. And how do you get that one? You go to audibletrial.com forward slash sfbrp, uh, which I don't think anyone's done that. And like I haven't, I put it this way, I haven't had a thirty euro check from or thirty dollar check from Do- Audible. Doesn't matter. For a now we put it in. Maybe somebody's going to do Audible it for trial, this book. Audibletrial.com forward slash sfbrp, and go to Isaac Steele and the Forever Man by Daniel Rigby. And again. It sounds like I've talked about this book a lot, but I have, like, weirdly enough, we've talked for, what, 43 minutes about this book. And we have talked about the content of about 20, 20 minutes of this book. And, that, and that's, that's insane. The, no, and that's the clever thing. Like, everything that I've talked about, go, you go through and it, you pass by it and you're like, oh, you've just got to keep up. You've mm-hmm. just got to be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It's like, no, no, no. It's not making sense to you because you just don't understand what's going on in the background. Yeah, because you don't live in 2800 and, and something. five hours later in the audiobook, they'll explain what's going mm. on in the background. You're like, oh, so that thing did make sense. But then other things aren't explained. Yeah. Like, the big eye isn't explained, but Big Minster is, you know. Um you know, as as you, as you go through, you're like, ah. You need to uh, be observant. Yeah. Very observant. Well, yeah, you just need to keep up. There's keep not, up with this book. There, yeah. It's not a, like a book that you can listen to while you do something important on the side because you're going to miss things. Yeah. I mean, I listened to this while I was juggling, I guess, and bike riding. Yeah. And other bits and pieces. But yeah, it is definitely a book. And again, it's there's just good. There's just got it's got good emotional beats and good emotional impacts all the way through the book, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds like a book for a plane plane uh, trip or a plane trip, a, maybe a, like that. A, and again, a, just a seven train, and a half hours. A train trip. Okay, that's good. What's next? Next is the Murderbot number five network effect. The one you have to give. Yeah, I've got a. I've I've got two days to finish this book. Got like six hours, seven hours left of this audiobook, so uh, uh, we'll get to that soon. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then maybe some SFBRP shorts. Um, Any depending on my my time, like literally, I have not enough time in the day, not in the week. And what book are you listening to or reading at the moment? What are you reading? Um, I'm still reading uh, Annalie. Nevitz, no. Nevitz? Nevitz. Uh, Nevitz. The time uh, line. Ah, uh, something, something. I I forgot the name. <laughs> well the, done for remembering the book that you're reading. It must be very memorable. Yeah, no, no. Although I'm saying a, that I messed up the name of this book. The, the, the time. Anyway, it's about time. Okay, it's about time, time travel. Okay. Is it a, a novel? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I hope you're enjoying it. If it's good, I might read it too. I, I, I keep forgetting it and I keep reading it and yeah. I remember and then I keep okay, forgetting it. Cool. It's a, uh, yeah. You're getting through it though. Yeah. All right. That's it. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Luke Burridge. Juliana is at J-U-K-U Berlin. We're on those same handles on Instagram. Go over to, um, Aud- not Audible. Yeah, Audible. But Goodreads. also go over to Goodreads.com and I can see what my friends think of this book. Uh, nobody. No reviews. Nobody thinks anything. No. Adam Adam Burzak marked it as to read on July 24th. That's when I was reading it. So I guess he... Uh, he uh, Adam marked it as to read maybe based yeah, on yeah as I said this is not a book that you would just pick yeah. up because but uh, community reviews four point two one of on average book so pretty good um, lots of lots of people uh, said oh yeah reminds uh, mm. um, following in the footsteps of the Hitchhiker's Guide few succeed this book does you know so yeah. uh, if this is, feels very much a heavy handed selection biased book 
He says here, uh, Isaac Steele is an obnoxious, self-obsessed, deliberately rude drink and narcotics user, but with a gift. Um, I actually mentioned that to you before when we was reading it. The one line that stood out to me was like, he says, uh, they said, oh, you, you can't show up in that state. He's sort of like, no, um, no. Sometimes for my mind to, to go quick, I just need a quick drink and some um, and some amphetamines and some cocaine. And so <laughs> he lists all the, all the drugs that he's currently on at the moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's some, there's a lot of, again, a lot of drug Pleasant use. Person. A lot of drug use in this mm. book, which I didn't even mention. Um, that is So it. lots of drug use, a lot of swearing. Lots of, lots of bad language, lots of swearing, lots of violence, lots of politics. Lot, mm. Anything that you might think might be in here is, is, in there. is also it's in probably here. probably in there. Good, okay. fun action, lots of battles and fights and uh, all the kind of stuff that you want from some hard-boiled noirish space opera, space sat- adventure, political satire um, comedy book. <laughs> it's in, all in British, there. very British. It is all in there. All right, okay. that's it for me. Oh, yeah, become my friend on Goodreads and also recommend books in the SFBRP listener group. There's a listener group there, so search for that and then check out the books I would like to see reviewed thread and put books yes. in there. Um, thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.